Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you on this road we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. I'm your host, Brandy Van Ormer. And I'm your co-host, Patty Marbury. Today, we are talking about ways that managers can support employee well-being at work. And before you roll your eyes and think, oh no, it's touchy-feely. It's really not, it's good practical stuff. And um, you may also uh, be rolling your eyes because you think, oh gosh, I'm so tired of the pandemic self-care <laughs> pushes that I'm getting from everyone. Patty, do you get yeah. people telling, tell, giving you self-care hints? I, I think that this is important anytime, right? You know, so it's not just pandemic self-care, but I think it's important. These, these strategies we're going to talk about are important all the time, of course. Yep. But um, I think because of the pandemic, sometimes we're forgetting. I know I myself am not as good as I was about things like one-on-ones and stuff like that. And so um, I think we can easily get like, when we're working remotely and we're not around all our team that you don't have the opportunity for those just impromptu meetings or chats or you know check-ins or things like that and you but then working remotely 100% of the time you have to make sure you're scheduling them so um so it can easily get kind of lost so that's just one example so i think the p- pandemic has created a situation where we can just easily let these things go and we probably need them more than ever too. So, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it, a lot of what we're going to talk about today has to do with um, just making sure that employees, and this can be if you're thinking, well, I'm not a manager. So, how useful is this? But it's all useful information just in terms of making sure that we normalize what is good for us <laughs> in terms of work that, um, that we're taking care of mental health and we're recognizing that that's important and that nothing gets done if we're not well and that people communicate differently. So you may have to think about how uh, you can communicate with your team members and your colleagues and in this case, folks you manage um, and think about just you yourself, how you're doing things and if whether or not you're being helpful to your teammates. So it's all good information no matter where you are, particularly, yes, if you're a manager. But um, the ideas here are, can be applied to us all, so. So one of the things, and we're, we're referencing a um, blog post that somebody right. had created on calm.com. So we're, we're, we've read this article and we're, so we have some ideas from that. So I just wanted to give like credit. Yeah, it's you. a jumping off point. So we'll link to yeah. that in the show notes in case you'd like to see some of that kind of codified. But with the, yeah. ca- the caveat that not everything um, in the actual post itself was necessarily um, on par with what we yeah. Yeah. in our UVA finance culture would think would be best. Right. Um, because yeah. different you know, environments are different. Wow, yes. that was pithy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it gave some good ideas, but at the same time had us laughing about some of the other ideas. Yeah. So that may intrigue people to, to actually go and read it. Um, so it, we're, to start off the, the whole idea, um, 
this again seemed particularly interesting because you know here we are in even taking us out of the pandemic within finance and at UVA we're experiencing a lot of change and uh, preparing for a major transition mm-hmm. and changing how we do things with the workday financials implementation and numerous other things that are pressuring you from every side and it can be easy to get in that hamster wheel, endless cycle of feeling like um, you're not doing it right, <laughs> that, that you are moving along all the time and not um, getting anywhere or that as hard as you try, it seems like you're not doing things the way that you would want them to be done. Mm-hmm. And it is a self perpetuating cycle that Mm -hmm. a manager can really be an ally in if you're the employee to kind Mm -hmm. of step in and, and bring a little dose of perspective. And if you're a teammate, just a teammate too, same, like having someone um, who works with you closely, being able to nudge you toward a better perspective on things Mm -hmm. sometimes be the only reason why you don't continue to roll in that hamster wheel. <laughs> That's right. Um, I also think that some of the things we'll talk about are, um, I mean, like the blog post was um, strategies for managers to support employees' well-being at work. But I think it also, and some of the things we talk about are things like not to do, <laughs> things that may actually create problems for an employee's sense of well-being. Um, so, you know, that's something that needs to be considered and thought of, things to avoid. Let's, um, jump, let's jump in then. The, the first, we're going to talk about six different things. Is that right? Is it six? Yeah. Six. Yep. Six different things to consider mm-hmm. um, to support employee well-being. And the first one we're going to begin with is about communication, communicating mm-hmm. with employees in a way that makes them feel heard and understood and then sharing your expectations back with them in a way that makes sense to them. Yeah. So when I read, when I read that, I thought about the platinum rule. Um, Oh, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, the golden rule is treat others as you want to be treated, but the platinum rule that many people probably heard about if you read kind of, other leadership books or take leadership classes and stuff is um, practice the platinum rule, which is um, treat others as they want to be treated. So they may not have the same communication style as you do, um, but it's your job to make sure that you communicate with them in a way that they hear you. I think about in my younger years as a manager, And to qualify this, I'm going to say, I think I was like 26 or 27 at the time, because this is a really stupid thing. And I, not that I don't make mistakes now, but (laughs) I'm just saying I was really young. I remember uh, my management style was too, um, when, when I had to deliver difficult news to people, I thought what I would want is someone to be very soft and, and, and um, warm about things. And the people who were on my team would much have rathered me to just tell them the facts, 
let them digest it and then answer questions rather than me try to hold their hand and walk them through anything. Yeah. And you may have some people who would rather have absolutely talk them through it. And so it's your job to know your people on your teams um, and know what works best for them and treat them that way. Um, I also think it's really important to know people personally. So uh, find out about their, um, their lives, you know, what they do, what they like to do in their time off. Um, you know, what are their likes and dislikes? Uh, what do they, how do they spend their time? Uh, what are their kids' names if they have kids or pets? You know, things like that. It makes a difference to just be able to, for people to know that you care about them as a whole person, um, not Absolutely. just are at work. Um, one thing that I will sort of caveat that with though is I remember um, I've been at UVA for a long time and when my kids were younger, I, I and even now, I, there are people who, when I see them, they'll only ask me about my kids and I love talking about my kids and I've always loved talking about my kids. But when you interact with people on and you're working like say on a project together or whatever, and all you hear are all, the only time they interact with you is to discuss your private life or your kids or you get a sense of what your value that you may not be valuable. Oh, good point. And so I just wanna kind of say that there, there should be a balance there. Absolutely. So just not always focusing on that because you think that's, you know, the thing to do, but. Right, because you, you do want them to feel like their, their contribution matters because it does. And right. if you're just talking about kids or hobbies or things like that, you're, you may not be addressing um, something that would help them to feel good about yeah. their place in the team. Yeah. You know, right. I, I think too about all the different times in different trainings and team sessions, we've done assessments, <laughs> disc assessments and Myers-Briggs yeah. stuff. And if you've listened to the pod at all, you know, I love that stuff, but mm -hmm. it truly is useful though. Like yeah. just to be reminded every now and then how differently other people think and process the yeah. world than you do or how similarly as the case may be so that you can just make some smart decisions on what information to lead with to get their attention and to get your point across mm -hmm. and uh, what, how to respond to them too. Yeah. They ask you for something right? Um, so that you're giving them what they need and, mm -hmm. and want as well. Thinking yeah. about what's more important to them versus what would be important to you. Right. And sometimes that it's really helpful if you've never done, if you have a team and you've never done anything, any of those kinds of assessments, um, there's a ton of them out there and some of them are free. Um, where you can download the results um, and, you know, easy enough that you can score it and kind of find out, kind of facilitate a discussion among your yourselves. Um, and then some are not, and you might want to hire somebody to come in and do some kind of a um, sorting you know, hat exercise. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Um, I'm a Hufflepuff it, leaving it. There's leaving a lot of them out there. So if you think it would be useful to kind of learn more about each other and then I'd recommend that. Absolutely. So we're talking about thinking about other people for this first step, thinking about the folks on your team and what style of communication or interaction suits them. And then we talked, or we're gonna move on to yourself. 
<laughs> checking yeah. yourself. Number two, yeah. uh, thinking about the influence that you have over people's frame of mind and um, your impact that that you have at, in your role. Yeah. And as Patty and I were talking about this before the recording started, actually, we talked for a long time before recording started because in the pandemic world, we don't get to chat anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we start, we were talking about just the ways that small decisions can impact teams. And mm -hmm. we were thinking about our boss, Kelly, when she was our boss, Kelly. Mm -hmm. And it's been a long time since we've made our obligatory podcast referral to <laughs> reference to Kelly Hostetler. But a good example of this is Kelly is a big time night owl and she used to right. send and respond to emails routinely at ridiculous hours of the night. <laughs> but she would say, she told, made it clear to us often, early and often in, in our uh, time on her team that she had no expectation that we were going to read it, look about it, think about it, and let alone respond to it yeah. until our working hours. Right. I remember one time being actually being on my computer, um, sitting in my bed, being on my computer at a weird hour because I couldn't sleep, you know, so, and she had actually sent an email and I responded to the email and then she responded back and then I responded back and, and she said, what are you doing responding to this email? <laughs> and I said, what are you doing sending this email? <laughs> so um, it's just kind of funny, but yeah, you know, just keep, I think the thing about like, checking yourself and making sure that you understand what influence you have over people. Like you said, can be the small things like when you send an email, um, but can also be the larger things like impacts. I mean, like decisions that are made that in, like significantly impact other people. Um, you need to really care, be careful about how you share that information. Um, and the author of the article talked about um, something that she shared in an email that went out like company-wide and it impacted people in different ways. And she said, you know, she got really negative feedback the next day about having shared it that way. Um, so just recognizing that if there's something that's in, that has a, a strong or big impact on somebody that the way that you share the information is really important. It might require um, a personal meeting or- Right, channels are important. Yeah, totally, channels yeah. are definitely. Channels are important. And also um, I thought her point was interesting too because I have um, I've become more cognizant of this myself recently since we're in the phase of the project for communications where there are often in-depth tasks that people are working on. Yeah. And just like the whole, I, I'm going to send an email at midnight, but you shouldn't worry about it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's the things that you can put on people's plate by virtue of whatever channel you address it in. And without clear understanding from you on when this becomes important to them, mm -hmm. or does it unnecessarily muddy where they are right now not thinking about like that larger um scope that your team's working in and what they're working on do, do yeah. you really need to share the details of this tangential thing right now when they're you know waist deep in something else yeah 
can and should that wait? Or um, if you want to go ahead and send it to out to everybody, should you say, don't, you know, where's the prior, where this is on the priority list so that right. they're not unnecessarily scattered by that. Right. To be more specific about expectations, if there are any, you know, or, or let them know if it's just an FYI kind of thing. Um, but just being careful even of that, you know, yep. like even, even an FYI might create angst about something. So yes. Especially in a world where I feel like um, we're having things hurtled at us all day. And not that this is your responsibility to know as a manager, like what, mm -hmm. what people's um, lives are like. It's just a little mm -hmm. consideration that all day your phone goes off, all day your email dings, all day, you know, Teams is popping up with new messages. And even though each of those things individually isn't a huge pressure, it mm -hmm. all can add up to feel like just a slew of like a hailstorm hitting you all the time and it's hard to focus. Mm -hmm. So if it is something that you think could wait, you know, mm -hmm. and you could lump things together or share them in a team meeting or something like that, maybe not peppering somebody with that kind of messaging all day or whatever might be yeah. a better choice. All right, let's, let's move to strategy number three. And this is a nice one, celebrating. Mm -hmm your yeah. team members and employees, um, giving recognition. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like we talked about people um, are motivated in different ways, you know, and you need to know your people and all that stuff. But it, it's pretty universal that people want to feel appreciated. So, And it's pretty universally simple to give that appreciation. It doesn't have to be something crazy. Mm -hmm. Just saying thank you for your, this specific thing. Yeah, I was talking with a colleague a while back about um, um, a, a situation that they were having, and they went on about the, the situation, and finally they said, you know what, I think the issue is that I never get a thank you, and I thought that's probably exactly what the issue is, mm -hmm. that it's not just it's not feeling appreciated. And the thing about showing appreciation is that it, it does universally boost morale. Um, and it's free. <laughs> it, it, it is. And it may be going more unnoticed while we're un, all remote. Mm -hmm. It's easier, I think, to you know, out of sight, out of mind. We don't see anybody. We don't see people in the hallway. We don't make small, we do not make small talk before meetings anymore. We leap in with our I hair know. on fire because we've all got a, a Zoom call backed up right against the other one that we're yeah, in. I found myself even annoyed by small talk in meetings. Yeah. And then I have to say, you know this because I've expressed it to you before. Um, I have to say to myself, like, stop being annoyed. If we were in the office, this would be happening. And it wouldn't annoy you. So what's yeah. the problem? You know, yeah. like I just kind of have to. The problem is, is we're all devolving into antisocial beasts. <laughs> I don't have time for this. I do not. I can't. Why don't I have time? Because I need to get on another Zoom meeting. I or, don't or have time and I cannot wear those pants with a waistband. So stop trying to force it on me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, a, good, so a good, yeah, I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that, um, like shout outs, team shout outs are important. Um, 
but from a manager, just individual thank yous when somebody does something really good um, or even small things. Yeah, um, those, those things know. that cross your mind from time to time that you may forget to say to people, make yeah. it more of a mental note to go to write yourself a note to do it or to send them a little email when you're thinking about them, yeah. not at midnight. <laughs> or even, even a written thank you note like in mail. Yeah. I will say that if you mail it now, it may get there in a month. <laughs> so so uh, my mail has been tough in this area anyway. Um, and also but, just for folks in UVA finance, don't forget there's the online shout out board. It goes yeah. in waves. Like, and it, it, this is funny to me. It might be like a social experiment. Um, mm -hmm. People will do shout outs on the online shout out board. And it was like this when it was a physical place in Carruthers Hall too. Um, people would see a shout out or two up there on the board and they would be like, oh, I also have, a, that's a nice thing. I can write a thing too. I also have some appreciation to show for someone, some kudos yeah. to give. And then yeah. there'd be just a flood of them and then no new ones for a while. And so everybody would stop doing it yeah. <laughs> until one person started the wave again. And that's the cool thing I think about expressing appreciation is that it kind of creates a wave. Not yeah. only would you be doing that for your team members when you take care of this point, but also probably triggers more thankfulness and more appreciation when you do it because that yeah. person gives appreciation and gives appreciation and on down the line. Yeah. Now, the one thing I would say is um, like be genuine about it. So that's one thing like. <laughs> it, Great job working. You're yes. such a great worker. <laughs> <laughs> but also be careful to um, not, be careful about, I don't know how to say this quite right, but um, making sure that you are not just acknowledging one person or, you know, a couple of people that you find something. So I just said be genuine, but at the same time, I'm, but, I'm saying- but I, They're not mutually exclusive though. I mean, right. there are some things that will occur to you obviously about some members of your team. Oh, right. I, like she stepped in and did this project and it really helped or- Right, you like know, a, so big thing. a big thing. So, you know, my suggestion is to like make yourself a little note on your calendar mm -hmm. or any kind of thing that you use to, or even a piece of paper. Um, to kind of when something comes up that somebody did that just made I love it. how you just said even a piece of paper like <laughs> even if you have to carve it on the stone wall of your hut <laughs> you archaic thing you <laughs> I'm not going to edit all the snorts out of this when you guys are getting snorts I don't think you should <laughs> this is who I am as a person so let's move on. It's good that we started talking about giving the appreciation because the next strategy, number four, if you're keeping count at home, is enabling honest feedback. And I think that those go hand in hand because if you get on a, if you be, if you prioritize sharing your appreciation and you want to be genuine, then what you're doing is giving people feedback specifically about them in a positive way. And yeah. Um, that segues really nicely into this point, like acknowledging that you can't improve the health and happiness of your staff without asking them what would really work for them, what they mm -hmm. need and what they want. Yeah. 
just like ask directly. Um, and I will tell you, it is right. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> In the performance reviews, the directions were like to talk about your accomplishments, but then at at the end, it's it said, say what you need from your manager. Yes, and I really liked that too, um, because. It, it allowed for that some of that honest feedback of, and allowed, um, the, it asked the question that we should be asking, what do you need? What do you need from me? But um, it asked the question and, you know, I'm, I'm sure not everybody remembered to, I don't think I, I put anything in there, but just because I forgot, but it did, it does help when somebody on your team puts that in there and about what they need from you. Um, it's just a reminder and it's really helpful. It goes with the things we've already talked about, you know, knowing how people like to be communicated with, knowing what works for them. There could be really small things that you learn from uh, mm -hmm. having that honest feedback channel that really improve the rest of your working relationship. Yeah. And that's the aim of all of this. It's not to necessarily just make everybody happy. Um, because that starts to feel like a massive pressure that you didn't sign up for as a manager, but mm -hmm. it is about facilitating a team that works well together toward the goals yeah. that are established. And a huge part of that is working, you know, a healthy way together and having personal well-being. and yeah. you can't control for everything, but there are ways you can help. And with there's, if there's two-way communication on what helps someone, all this is more likely to take place. Now we're getting into the big stuff with number five here, um, talking about personal well-being and healthy teams and everything. Uh, formalizing mental health initiatives is our number five thing. Yep. Um, so in the article, in the blog post, um, the, the author talked about time off, obviously. So um, just making sure that people take time off and that they are that they feel allowed to take time off. Yeah, normalizing that time off is a good thing, a thing mm -hmm. to take mm -hmm. um, more than just once in a blue moon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know we all have, well, I shouldn't say we all, but we, we a lot of us have a time that we don't ever use mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, not to say that it's possible even to take advantage of all of that, mm -hmm. but it's definitely possible to do more than a lot of what, than, than what a lot of us are doing. Yeah. And I think that we'd find that we're a lot better for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and our teams need to understand that we expect them to do that. Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult, right? Because I was, before we started recording, Patty and I were chatting about, um, a conversation that I had had with one of my team members just was had I had reminded the group in general don't forget to take time off that even though it feels like it's only you know January February and we just came back from Christmas break that it's absolutely something you should be thinking about all year long and my team member said and you should do that too mm -hmm. <laughs> and number one it was nice to be reminded of that like Again, you don't have to be a manager to be the kind of person that encourages well-being with your team. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I appreciated that in her. And number two, 
I, it made, made me think more about how it doesn't matter how much I encourage my team to take time off. If I'm yeah. never doing it, they're right. seeing that the way that I approach things, the standard I'm setting is not to take time off and that's not healthy. That's right. So that's what I'm going to tell people I'm doing it for the team. Another thing is that since, since being at home, I have found that, um, I, my workouts vary. Like when I, when I take the time to go for a walk or run or work out on my, um, at home or whatever I'm doing, that it varies from day to day on when I do it. Some days it's first thing in the morning. Some days it's at lunchtime. Some days it's when I have a break, um, in meetings or something. And so just kind of knowing that you can be supported in that, um, even when we get back to the office. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so just recognizing that people may need to take breaks at different times um, and be able to do that. Absolutely. Yep. Um, the, other, the other thing is, is um, just kind of promoting wellness or like just wellness ideas of what did you do today and just among your colleagues and team and whatever. And you know, UVA, because that's where we are, I refer to the things I know we have, there's a wealth of resources out there um, that are just cool things. Like FEEP has a whole slate of uh, really neat seminars mm -hmm. on a variety of topics. And there are lots of great uh, offerings from the Center for Contemplative science that I never say correctly. You said and, it right. <laughs> gold stars. And all over, you know, it, it may, maybe in your church, maybe in some other affinity group you're a part of, there are lots of things that we can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about the things that we do or make sure our teams know that there are great things out there to take advantage of and encourage mm -hmm. that, it's healthier yeah. for everyone. Yep. Mm -hmm. We don't get the, we don't, we are all kind of on an island even more than uh, we might normally be. And mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned FEEP. Um, yeah. That's the Faculty and Employee Assistance Program here. I'm mm -hmm. glad you mentioned that because that's just a reminder that they're there if you need them. So, yeah, um, and they, they offer some tailored things to your situation and counseling. And then just some general stuff that's just good well, wellness, lifestyle things. There's lots of cool things. Our last strategy um, is a nice culminating one from all the mm -hmm. things that we've talked about that we've kind of referred to tangentially anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just being a, ro a role model. Yeah. Um, your employees look at you as um, someone who sets the standard for how they work. And yeah. whether you like it or not, uh, they're looking at you in that way. And I think even more so as we're all working remotely and probably still a little not used to the flexibility <laughs> that that offers, nobody wants to be seen as taking advantage of that yeah. situation. I mean, things have necessarily blended because of the pandemic in a way that we can't help, right? It's not as though, it's not even enough that we're just working from home but we're working from home in a crisis situation that throws weird challenges our way. Mm -hmm. It's definitely different to be working from home right now 
with your children in whatever situation that they're in right. for mm -hmm. learning. Um, for some people, it may mean that they have to get, stop in the middle of the day and pick their kids up from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that um, you're kind of dual helping facilitate them in their online classes while you're doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And so many variations of, of that blending can occur that it means that you're doing your own work sometimes at weird times as well. Um, yeah. Maybe because the work day is, or the work week is so packed mm -hmm. with various things. It bleeds over into the weekend that you're, you've reserved some time to catch up with things on Saturday morning or whatever. Right. Um, it, it all, we can all start doing things at weird times and committing yeah. ourselves to weird things that it can get a little out of hand. <laughs> Right. And, and I think back to the point of being a role model, that's the whole idea is like, is to be conscious of the fact that what you do um, is impacts other people in that they look up to you just naturally. And that you kind of, like you said, set the, the tone or the expectations around work. Habits. Yeah, because whether or not they look up at up to you as a quote unquote role model, you are the person who does their review. So you are right. setting that standard. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily mean you deserve it <laughs> either, but <laughs> nobody personally should want to become like me. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't mean you, Brandy. I mean, That's all right. I mean, all you listeners out there. <laughs> it's all you guys. It's not us. <laughs> so, um, no, I'm just thinking that like, you just have to be careful about that. I remember um, a colleague once saying, um, it, it was actually Melody, and so she's our vice president, and she was saying how she sometimes would send emails at on Saturday mornings because that was the time that worked best for her to kind of be able to look at her emails and catch up on things and whatever. And, but she said she was always really aware of the fact that she's the vice president and that um, if she sent emails to people, they may think that they have to respond. And so she was just aware of that um, and either said, don't respond, I'm mm -hmm. not expecting to respond, just respond on Monday or whenever, or, um, or she's, you know, I think she even said that maybe she sent them at different, a different time um, just so that she would avoid that. Like you said, setting expectations for when things need to be done and, and how, how things get done. It's yeah. really interesting. This could be a, a larger conversation at some point, how when you pull the parameters away from a work day, not that that really existed anyway, not that we all weren't buzzing the line sometimes, you know, doing a thing for home at work and catching mm -hmm. up on work at home. That was already happening, but mm -hmm. now it's happening so much less under the radar Mm -hmm. that we all have to be more cognizant of the, the way that we work and how we're all impacting one another and building a work culture. Yeah, so, so I just think these strategies kind of, you know, they, they overlap, they kind of work well together. Um, and you may um, be listening to that, to this and thinking, oh gosh, there's a lot to keep in mind, but nobody's going to be perfect with everything. They're just mm -hmm. things to make mental notes of. It's really just common sense. Yeah, think, common sense things. Yeah. Um, and especially the little practical things like showing appreciation, thinking mm -hmm. about how people um, like to be 
communicated with and in what channels they're very small things Mm -hmm. in the end Mm -hmm. and if you can start moving in the right direction with a couple of them that's great Mm -hmm. they're good strategies to keep in mind and you don't have to be perfect at every single one of them and we'll all kind of weave our way through this the best that we can Mm -hmm. if there's one thing about where we are as a a nation as a world right now it's that we're all just kind of doing the best we can with what we have that's true but we thought it was important to cover this information in particular just because everything you hear about right now is uh about that self-care taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. this is a weird time and it can start to become kind of noise i think when Mm -hmm. you still have all the stress and pressure that you have And that same old response creeps in where we think, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I'll definitely lay in the bathtub with cucumber slices on my eyes. Um, (laughs) Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) Um, We take it to, we take the mental health stuff to start to mean things that it doesn't have to mean. Mm -hmm. Wellness and promoting wellness can be done in small steps that are common sense steps. Mm -hmm. So we present this to you today in that spirit that these are helpful tips, things to think about, and small ways that you can tackle your little corner of this big, weird world. And with that said, I think we'll wrap up for the day. Yeah. Stay tuned for the next episodes of Finance Matters. Patty and I have got a lot of cool ideas coming and some great guests. If there's something that you'd like us to cover, please do let us know. We accept suggestions for business books, podcasts, problems to tackle world crises. (laughs) We're here. Lay it on us. Anything Anything goes. (laughs) So until then, keep doing good work because what you're doing matters.